and welcome once again to Central F Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online. 24-7, here at www.centralefttalkradio, one word, centralefttalkradio.com. We are uh, available, as, as you know, as both a radio loop, that is the, uh, the second loop on the aforementioned homepage uh, site, uh, that is the one that has this show running in a loop, as if... It were uh, what you would pick up on a radio, as if you turned on your radio and there's this show playing, and you pick it up at whatever point it happens to be. When it ends, it starts again. Something that regular radio never really did or does now, depending on, on how you use radio. Of course, there's the option of going directly with our podcast. That's the first link at www.centerlefttalkradio.com. And, of course, that will take you to our most recent list of, I believe it's 50, is the rolling list of podcasts that I have uh, uh, under the... Uh, RSS stream or the RSS uh, uh, site that I'm connected to, that Center Left Radio is connected to, and uh, that will take you back uh, a number of months. Uh, so there you have it. You have you have the opportunity to to do a little uh, a little mining of of ancient broadcast wisdom from uh, Center Left Radio, or certainly to see where we've been and what we've been doing. And enjoying it in the process. But here you are right now with us at our most recent show. This being the show being done on April the 25th, 2023. The day on which yet another elephant, if you will, to, 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 to extend the analogy, or maybe an 800-pound gorilla, if you want to go with that sort of analogy, has suddenly appeared in the ultra-maga uh, living room, you know, uh, bedroom, I don't know, how, wherever you want to squeeze it in and make it the most difficult. Uh, it, it, it's probably old news by now, perhaps to everyone but Fox viewers and, and, and a few other hyper-conservative sources, although I know Newsmax has been announcing it like crazy. Um, that Tucker Carlson has, uh, for lack of more definitive information, no lack of speculation, but lack of definitive information, Tucker Carlson has parted ways with Fox. Now, this, this of course, at, at, at first blush, thinking about this, I mean, and, and it, would, it would appear, based on the fact that he had announced it as early as Yesterday morning, Monday morning, the 24th of, of April, he had said somewhere, I'll see you on air tonight. It would appear that this was not known, his, his departure was not known to him uh, as early as yesterday morning, and, and he would have done a show at 8 o'clock uh, yesterday evening. Okay. Now, I, I, the, the way it's being described was a parting of ways. There is no other information. Fox is not explaining its move. The people who, the 8 million, I, I don't know, is it 8, 9 million people? He has a huge viewership, making Fox the largest, most viewed network, uh, cable news. I, 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 I cringe as I say that word. You know, it's oxymoronic to put Fox and news in the same sentence. But he was the biggest draw for the biggest cable news network in America. And he was, there's no other way to, uh, to interpret how this happened. He was summarily let go. He was fired by Fox. Let's, let's put it that way. It doesn't, there seems to be no evidence of a casual, cautious, well thought out, I have future plans parting of, 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 of the ways here. The guy got canned. It's, it's not nice getting fired. I 
I know, I should know. Um, I've, I've been fired in my life. Many of us have. Uh, every parting of the ways with a company is not always a nice one. But in this particular case, you have a guy with the single most popular uh, cable TV uh, I, I, I keep, I, I, I want to try to work around news. It's, it's info, infomercial, and entertainment, infotainment. I, I don't know what to call a show. But he's conspiracy theorist, uh, uh, propagandist. Um, he's an effing liar, basically, that basically knows how to hold an audience and sort of has become uh, pretty much the, the, uh, the guru of uh, the MAGA right, uh, for all intents and purposes. That seems to be largely his audience. For a while, they were drifting towards Newsmax. Uh, they are, they, they stopped doing that. And that was after the, after the midterm elections last November. Uh, Fox basically seemed to take, uh, the, the, they seemed to become of the same ilk as, if you'll recall, the New York Post at that time did, did an amazing, well, well, at the time it seemed amazing, but the, the Post actually calculated that Trump was a, in the rearview mirror. He was history, and he was a loser, and that the horrific showing of the Republican Party I mean, granted, you, you still have, you still have the, the, the Kevin McCarthy insane show going on, but they're doing it with a four-seat majority, which should have been somewhere around 60 if it were a normal midterm election. Realizing that, and the fact that the Democrats actually picked up an extra seat in the Senate at the same time, and understanding what a colossal failure this represented for the Republican Party, led by Donald. No one else out there really uh, taking command or control and charge and everything. Donald, who knew how to pick every wrong candidate in the world. Donald, who probably is, in his mind, competing against everyone, uh, rather than, and afraid that they might get a little more publicity than him. Whatever the dynamic is in his mind, forgive me, but whatever the Hitlerian uh, analogies might be, how Donald's mind works in terms of his ability to be on stage at all times. There are amazing analogies to this and to the rise of Adolf Hitler in the 20s and 30s in, in, in Germany. Uh, that failure, it was interpreted by the New York Post as the signal to cut ties with the guy. And what they did was they, they printed a, a, a front page, and I, I don't know if you... It, it seems like a million years ago, but it was only, it was November 10th. It was within a day or so of the election. And the front page had a picture of Donald Trump's head on Humpty Dumpty's body. And the, uh, and the, the, the headline read, Trumpty Dumpty. And, and, and I, we, we've talked about this, we've been through. And essentially what they did was they, they just accused Trump. They laid the entire mess of the 2022 midterm elections appropriately at the feet of Donald, who doesn't know what to do except how to make it better for Donald who will always ultimately, now we're learning, and with, with just, what just happened with the uh, Dominion case, and, uh, and, what happened with the, um, and what happened with the New York uh, criminal case, the Alvin Bragg case brought against Trump, his first indictment is showing that he not only gets it wrong and can't lead and is not the right person to be in charge of getting re-election uh, activity going. Not only that, but that essentially he will bring down the party and is ultimately, ultimately vulnerable. That's the whole thing. The Post figured that out on at least they, they publicly express that on November 10th.
Now, meanwhile, Fox, of course, never quite, they, there, was a, there was an unspoken breach of, 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 of the love affair between Fox and Trump that kind of paralleled what the Post was doing. But, and Carlson, of course, had been found, as, as the Dominion lawsuit was going on, part of the treasure trove of, uh, of, of, of uh, emails and, 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 and Twitter messages and, and voice messages that was, given, uh, that was given the light of day that was allowed to be released by the court in, in, in advance of the suit. Stuff that absolutely uh, created one of the, the most ridiculously strange uh, rulings, one of, one, of the, one of the strangest motion uh, results in, in the run-up to a case that was going to use the rule that was set down in the early 60s in Sullivan v. New York Times regarding how you could speak about a public person if you yourself was, in this case, a public person. How much leeway must be given? Where does the First Amendment right to free speech drop off? Where does, uh, where does libel and slander pick up? And Sullivan is the rule that's been used all along for the last, oh, now, I don't know, 50 or so years. Six, is it 60? Let's see. It'd be about, that was like 63, 64 when Sullivan was decided. So what are we talking about here? We're talking 60 years. At the, well, yeah, 60 years. 60 years, okay? Rare, rare, rare that from a, uh, that anyone ever is, is, that it becomes a, a super apparent that someone has violated the rule set down in Sullivan. And rarer still, rarer still, that in a motion preceding the trial, which essentially went for what is called summary judgment, in other words, uh, the Dominion people did a motion, and this, this will all make sense with, within the context of Tucker in just a moment. Bear with me. The Dominion people basically made a motion, uh, a pre-trial uh, legal request of the court, of the judge, to basically declare that there was no need even for a trial because all of the fundamental things that a jury would have to decide had already been discovered during the course of the discovery uh, activity that precedes a trial. In other words, the exchange of information, the, the questioning of witnesses, the depositions, the, the document production activity, all these things that are part and parcel of any trial all showed, and it was stuff that was out there in the public already. The court allowed it. It all showed that Fox absolutely knew it was lying. It knew it was telling lies. And Tucker's name was absolutely preeminent in all of this. The court amazingly ruled, and you'd never see this in a, in a case like this, it actually ruled, you know what, the jury doesn't even have to consider the truth or falsity of what was being said. That would have been a huge thing at trial. That would have been huge. The, 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 the court ruled, the judge ruled. No, they don't have to consider that. We already know, Fox knew it was lying. All the jury has to determine was state of mind as the lies were being told. Now, if you know in advance, if you're a juror, and I tell you, by the way, we don't have to, you don't even have to think about whether or not these people were lying. They were lying their brains out. And they were lying consistently, and they lied again and again, and they lied on this. And here's the list of people who were lying. It's all the main people. Everybody was in. It was lie on top of lie. All you have to worry about, jury, is basically 
why were they lying? Did they intend to basically put out a falsehood? It, it, it's, it's, it would be the most obvious, simple thing for a jury to conclude. If everybody is lying and they're lying all the time about the same stuff, and it's all affecting Dominion, Dominion systems, well, they're probably intended the lie to get out there and did they and 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 the Sullivan v New York Times test is basically was it with malicious intent did you really really want to put this lie out or did it just keep slipping out of your mouth was it malicious intent or was it said with such a casual disregard for whether the lie was truthful? You never bothered to go in and examine whether or not this was a true or false statement. It, it was so, it was so uh, cavalier the way you did this. You, well, yeah, I thought it was true, but I, you know, I, but, and, and anyone, anyone with half a brain would look and go and say, it's a lie. So, okay, it was a casual disregard, and, but, but an absolutely un, unconscionable disregard for the truth or falsity of what it was you were saying. Though one of those two things would have to be added to the fact that this was a bold-faced lie. The judge had already declared they were lies. It's a very, very short leap, people, from a total declaration before the case even begins that, that, that Fox and well, that, that Fox was lying. A total declaration. You don't have to find about that one way or the other. Now, why were they lying? And, and the court's already helped you. It's, it's almost like you're, the court is turning the jury and facing them right at Fox and saying, look at these people. Now, what kind of lies were they? Were they lies that were intended to hurt people? Or were they lies that just basically were casual and Fox didn't bother checking out? What, what kind of horrific lies that damaged Dominion to the point of over a billion dollars, what they were claiming, over a billion? What kind of lies? How often do you beat your wife? That's the way that case would have begun were it not settled for, I don't know if this was an all-time record, $787.5 million. Seven, nearly $800 million. Uh, the Dominion had sued for $1.6, I believe. Uh, and there's a second lawsuit coming from, uh, is it Spirit? Is it, what's the name of the other organization that's suing them right now? That's, that case is coming up. Uh, that there, there will be another lawsuit coming shortly. And all of this will involve the same exact information. Identical information. What, the lies that hurt Dominion are the same lies that hurt Spirit. This other organization, their name was thrown out there just as much. So any jury sitting on this subsequent case, if it ever gets to a jury, knows that there was an 800 million, that Fox was willing to pay out 800 million dollars, that essentially they, that all of the, 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 the nature of what they were saying had in advance been declared to be false. It is precisely the same corpus of information that, well, with, with some exceptions, that will be dealt with in the subsequent lawsuit. And there are lawsuits against Mike Lindell. There are, Mike, there are lawsuits against, I think, Bartiromo has a lawsuit coming up. And down in line, I, I don't know if they had a direct one against Tucker. I don't know if Tucker himself had a lawsuit, uh, if he was the direct object of a lawsuit coming from Dominion. But, but, but this, this is, this is the, the field. Now, add some other information here. There was a bit of a hiatus for the period after the election, since November, where, where like the New York Post, and I use the New York Post as a, as a, as a point of comparison, th there was a tendency to kind of stay away from Trump. 
Yes, all the conspiracy theories were still out there. Tucker was still talking about January 6th being people walking around in the park. Uh, uh, he had been given tapes from uh, Kevin McCarthy and put together this absolute bullshit piece of, of video and ran shows say, oh, look, look what they were doing. All they were doing was what? And he shows people walking around taking pictures, ignores every other aspect. It is, it is beyond fantasy. It's beyond, it's beyond, it's beyond news, news suicide. It's, it's, it's beyond the most hateful disregard of the ethics of the profession he's allegedly in. It's clearly a propagandized situation. He was telling people that essentially that, that when the when the helicopters come back from Afghanistan, they're going to be firing on Americans as part of a plan for racial replacement of white people in America. Crazy shit. I mean, batshit crazy. Saying it with the calm, Tucker-esque, Tweedy delivery that I've seen sucker many of the people that I know. Some very smart people have sort of enjoyed or feel that he is a rational voice, that he basically is the only rational voice about what really happened in Afghanistan. Uh, he's the only rational voice about what really happened on January 6th. This is the bullshit that's out there. And when he's just simply doing it with this kind of tweedy, quasi-authoritative mannerism, with an ego that I, I'm sure defies any potential boundaries that any employer would attempt to put on it, and with all of the lies and everything else that the guy's been putting out there, little by little, working his way back to the point where he was going to interview Trump. Well, he did that. Tucker interviewed Donald about, I don't know, is it about a week or so ago? And it was this, it, he threw him marshmallows, and Trump came back and, and batted those marshmallows out of the park, and it was all about the past. It was all about how I've been injured, how I've been hurt, how, how great I have been for uh, the Republican Party, for America, how wonderful I am, how terrible everybody treats me. And it was, it was he let Trump be Trump. And it just, it just flowed. It flowed. And I think they broke it into one or two or more segments. I did not watch it. I wouldn't dream of watching it. But it was just basically saying, hey, you know, um, maybe I'll, Tucker, I'll basically bring you back into the fold. It's, it is on me to do this. And this is, again, as this, this, was, this is coming out just after Donald is indicted in New York. And as the second uh, this, the second uh, voting machine lawsuit rolls closer and closer to starting up. And as a lawsuit is beginning this week in a civil rape case against Donald and another New York State case Donald was deposed in about a week ago, and an announcement today, which I would imagine Fox might have gotten their hands on in advance, that Fannie Willis from, uh, from Georgia, the district attorney in Atlanta, who has been running the case for election interference or, or developing her case for election interference, that, 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 there will be an indictment. She has virtually said, all but said, and it's reported by all the major sources today, that there will be an indictment of Trump in Georgia this summer. So that's, 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 a, that's a kicker. I mean, that one is drop-dead solid. Even more solid than that, of course, is the Mar-a-Lago documents case. That is, by every legal uh, view and standard, the single most solid case out there. That one, according to people with knowledge of this, and there are some, and a lot of it is being not really, it's being held pretty tightly by the Justice Department itself. But what I've noticed lately is that, is that 
you don't hear a lot from the Justice Department. And usually that's the kind of thing that precedes a, or, 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 or signals that there may very well be an indictment coming very shortly. <laughs> You're not even hearing leakage out there. Everybody knows that Smith, Jack Smith, the special, the special prosecutor put on this for both the January 6th stuff and for the Mar-a-Lago stuff, is moving at ultra-high speed, interviewing people left, right, up, and down, and everybody seeing, anyone with any legal knowledge, and that's everybody pretty much but Fox and Newsmax and One America News, who basically have a completely skewed agenda relative to the truth and relative to rationality and have to keep that base fed with red meat. That's the triumvirate there, but Fox always be on top of that, avoiding any mention of all this. But you're not even hearing a lot of it from the CNNs and the MSNBCs and all the broadcast stations and from the New York Times and from the, from the Washington Post and even from the Wall Street Journal. You're not hearing this, which tells me it's about to come. So you, you have Tucker re-embracing Donald. You have Tucker on tape, on, on emails, on Twitter, basically as lying his ass off and being the most visible reason for which uh, Newsmax, Fox, just paid out $800 million. You have the additional lawsuits coming. You have the realization that what the New York Post did back in November, just after the election, is something that not only Fox should have done publicly, but should have been doing procedurally ever since then. Namely, pulling itself away from this batshit crazy guy, Donald Trump, and all the other batshit crazies that they have have out there on their air talking about this because look what it just cost you. Now, I don't know how on earth you, you, you can't make a separation between the 800 million and what just happened to Tucker. But then the other point of the 800 million was that, well, we, we don't want to lose our audience. We want to we, we, we can't afford to basically, for financial purposes, and Tucker's greatest fear, and he's expressed that in many of the emails that went back and forth, we can't do anything to hurt our audience. And, that, and, and not do anything is basically code for we, can, we have to continue to lie to them. We have to continue to foment the same lie. We have to continue to promote the same election conspiracy theories that, you know, Donald, Donald was falsely declared, it, it was removed from him. There was an absolute valid reason uh, to basically try to stop the count uh, on January 6th. Uh, and, 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 and anything that anyone does to Donald is, is basically political, politically motivated, and, and they're going after this poor guy, this, this victim, and you're all victims with him, and blah, blah, blah. And they've allowed that storyline, or those storylines, to continue. Now, you want to keep your audience, but at the same, and this is what it really boils down, now, this, this is where it really hits the road. I want my audience, says Fox, and we just fired Tucker, the single largest share of audience uh, that we arguably have ever had in America, the largest show, the, most, the, the biggest money-producing show, we've just fired, quite literally, the golden goose. He's gone. Why did they do this? What, you're, you're now Lachlan Murdoch or Rupert and whoever the hell it is that made the final. I'm sure Rupert had to make the final decision. Why, with everything I've just said, why do you fire the goose that's laying your golden egg? Why? And, and it, it's a head-scratcher. But if you, if you immediately cut it all down to just dollars and cents. And that's most likely where this all comes out. Dollars and cents basically fomented or, 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 or marinated in, in hubris and ego and any and, and ultimately a belief that we can say and do anything we want. When you look at it that way, 
This comes down to a, well, it, it's obviously a proactive measure. You, no one's punishing Tucker for saying the wrong thing in the past. But there is a lot of shit coming down the path. And the proof that Tucker was lying, and he's the most visible liar, I mean, not that Bartiromo is, is a secret liar, or Janine Pirro is a secret liar, or Mike Lindell is a secret liar, not that any of those people haven't done huge amounts of damage and continue to lie to people and, and just basically throw people in, into emotional states that, they, that they, they, they have no right to do. But Tucker is the biggest face of all this. Does this accomplish, does his instant departure protect Fox? Does it, does it, does it give them a strategic, if not advantage, at least remove, remove the, some strategic disadvantages that they might have been on the verge of, of experiencing? Is it even necessary? Well, we're doing this show. Why are we even thinking about why all this is there? Can we simply, can we simply schluff it off and say, well, you know, Fox basically is nothing but a huge, massive uh, organization run by massive egos. And Tucker basically... Uh, his ego uh, was running afoul of, uh, uh, of the leadership. And Murdoch, since, since Rupert is the guy that makes the final decisions, somehow he saw himself being exposed more if Tucker was around. Does it cut? And, and with, which would also suggest that we don't know what the final connecting threads were. And we don't. But even not knowing them, what Fox has done now essentially is said, we're taking away the single largest voice, the single loudest voice in the conspiracy world, and we're going to do what after that? They've, they've at least, they've suggested that there may be other stuff to happen. I, I don't see how you just fire Tucker and the Fox world goes on exactly as it was before. That's, that's the one thing that I feel fairly confident about, that this cannot be a one-off situation. Trump and his, his well, forget about tr Trump himself, appeared on, or it was a, uh, it was a, uh, some kind of, uh, vocally, was on Newsmax, I gather, last night, and, and didn't, didn't slam, it was, he was surprised, he was surprised that this happened, uh, you know, but didn't slam Fox, why? Because he needs it, he desperately needs Fox, he is a loser, somewhere, somewhere in his, in his weird fractured psyche, He's got to know that he's very vulnerable. He knows he's been indicted. He knows he's going to be indicted many times going forward. He needs all of this media madness that is from the Fox News, Newsmax, uh, US, uh, uh, One America News, uh, Sinclair Broadcasting. He needs all of this madness to support him, to keep him afloat. Fox has basically, by getting rid of Tucker, taken away a very large voice that could have and probably has or was about to, if you look at the interview, which I have not, that, he, that Tucker just did with, with, with Trump, it was on its way to basically re-embracing Donald. Could the firing of Tucker be as simply explained as an absolutely incontrovertible, unmistakable message that Fox is breaking ways or is, is, is splitting from Donald in every conceivable way because it has finally made the determination 
that he is a loser, that he can't win in 2024. Maybe even more so that no Republican can win in 2024. Maybe going into a vision of where they become, where Fox winds up after all these lawsuits and all these other things happen, after, tr after how much Fox is going to be dragged through the mud by all of the Trump-related uh, lawsuits and, and indictments and all the trials that have followed and all the information that's out there already, stuff that didn't find its way uh, into the news during, uh, during the, uh, well, that didn't make its way into the insanosphere during the January 6th committee, committee hearings when the Democrats had the Congress, the brilliantly conducted information that was put together there, so much of which we know is being utilized by Jack Smith. As all of this now is embedded into the trials of Donald Trump. Donald, the, the defendant, will be in the courtroom. You know that Fox people, Fox viewers, and One American News, they'll be watching. They will hear the case laid out. They will hear with stunning accuracy the role of Fox and other organizations in doing what they did to basically promote the lies that ended up with the destruction of the, the Republicans in the midterms and before that and the loss that, of Trump and, and basically uh, what the, the January 6th uh, insurrection. Fox's role in all that will come spilling out. Does the firing of Tucker somehow modify the impact on Fox that, that will be coming, no matter what, as the, as the indictments and the cases proceed forward. I, 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 don't, I don't understand exactly how it would, but I can see, and it's all I can see right now. So you know, th th think of this show today uh, as nothing but really a, a, a discussion of, of, of a whole series of things going on in the, in the, in the Politico uh, news world, in the cable news and, and other insane world of the far right, of the MAGA, of the MAGA Republican branch. Somehow, Rupert felt he had to take a preemptive move Clearly, he had to weigh the benefits of getting rid of his golden goose against holding him on. I have to, I'm assuming, but I have to believe that this was not a retribution move against Rupert. I don't like what you did with that interview with Donald. I, I no, Rupert... Uh, or Rupert saying to, to, to Tucker, I don't like what you did. It's, this, is, this is for past infractions. We'll, we'll do better in the lawsuit if you're gone. Is there, is there a question of not wanting to defend Tucker? Is there, a, is there a strategy that includes not defending Tucker as a current employee? Could that be of any advantage? I... I don't know. I don't see that. We're missing, we're missing connecting facts. We're missing the threads. And, and, and it should be, you know, it's like, ah, screw it. It's just, it's, a, it's batshit crazy Fox News. Who the hell cares what the connecting tissue is? Well, the connecting facts as it winds up and as it seems to keep winding up, that's why we have these lawsuits, invariably bring out more more collusion, more subterfuge, more, more efforts and intent to undermine the effectiveness of U.S. government, the undermine the effectiveness of, of truth-related things that have direct meaningful impact. Fox's role in basically messing up the minds of, let's say, 25% of America's voters of perpetuating lies the truth of it will probably present more information that has never touched the public at this point. We don't 
No, I'm not trying to invent a new uh, Fox-centered conspiracy, not theory, but, but, but to, to suggest that I have any knowledge of what, Fox, what else Fox was involved in. But if I had to have, if I, if I had to basically, uh, if I had to express an opinion on that, and this is strictly an opinion. I, I have no knowledge of this whatsoever. I think that what we're going to be finding out is just how involved Fox was with current members of the MAGA version of the Republican Party. How much activity Fox was embedded with and involved in vis-a-vis uh, legislative or, 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 uh, or, or punitive or anti-women, anti-transgender, uh, all of things that, things that ultimately may, have, may be expressing themselves in legislative form or in what passes for policy. Fox's involvement with politicians and what the quid pro quo was and, and how this was understood and perhaps at the Tucker level, where most of this was happening, Tucker feeling as though, or maybe Tucker imagining that he was another, he was a completely, he was a fourth branch of government, you know. The, the, the executive, the legislative, the judicial, and the Tucker. That Tucker had power uh, hard to believe. And maybe, again, I'm, I'm guessing, and that a lot of this information might be on the verge of coming out. And that for Rupert, it would be easier to get rid of him now than later because clearly Rupert knows what, and Rupert and the family know what Tucker was doing. Tucker's ego does not allow him to not let you know what he's doing. Now, th this, is, this is my, I'm, I'm, I'm musing about this. I'm, I'm figuring, I don't know. I, I don't have any other information. But past behavior and the very fact that you've just gotten rid of the single biggest money-making face news person in Fox and anywhere on, on cable news, again, putting cable news and Fox in the same sentence is, a, is the oxymoron of all times. I, I don't know how else to even approach the thought of that except that there's so much more that we don't know. And I emphasize, don't no, but you just don't fire your golden goose on a whim because you're having a bad day and someone, you spoke back to me, you know, ah, bad, bad Tucker, bad Tucker, says Rupert. Technically, he'll claim it was Lachlan and his son who owned it. It's Rupert. At this level, anything like this, it's Rupert. It's daddy. It's the 90 plus whatever he is guy at the top saying, no, now, got to do it now but we just don't know, and we need to know, and I have no doubt we will know. It's getting, as, <laughs> as Lewis Carroll wrote, it's getting curiouser and curiouser, and we will find out eventually, just not yet. There's so much more, so much more that is gonna be coming out, and there's so much more involvement from these different organizations with the political source, what the interplay that people will find between their politicians, their representatives, and the far-right MAGA voice channels uh, in the form of Fox and, and, and One America and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and all of those places and most of Sinclair Broadcasting. It's going to be fascinating. And, oh, and, and, and the other point I wanted to make on this, and probably the last point, the courts that were supposed to be supporting <laughs> Fox and their ilk, the ones where, where Donald had, you know, just going off the checklist of people from the uh, Her you know, Heritage Society checklist, the people that were supposed to go in there and just do exactly what I do. Act like a, everybody's supposed to act like Clarence Thomas. Everybody's supposed to act like, like Alito. 
and be just a complete assholes and go with completely bizarre opinions and, and just go out there and support whatever the MAGA version of something is with no rationale being offered. This, this just happened in the, in the case where the uh, mefeprestone, I can never get the name right on this. Uh, basically, that was delayed, the action of a single uh, Trump-appointed judge in Austin, Texas, uh, on the federal bench, saying, we're gonna ban it forever. That was delayed, and it'll be permanently delayed. We're, we're seeing what the edges of that are, and we're seeing that the courts are holding, remarkably, the, the, the judicial system is and will be capable of finding the ultimate truth and defining the ultimate culpability of Donald Trump and others. So, so any fantasy that Donald and others might have had about, the, the, now we, we've got it all under our control. We've got all three, if I get back in, first of all, I'll begin by pardoning myself for everything, and, and the system will basically give me the election again this time, and people are going to run to me, and what we don't run to, we'll, we'll do another quasi-insurrection, and this time, the courts will support. Fantasy. Fantasy. Nothing out there truly supports this. It may be, it may be our paranoid fantasies on the left, <laughs> that there is the possibility of this, and there is. If you do nothing, say nothing, do not bring this up, do not talk about these things. This is why I talk about these things. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm teensy, I'm a little tiny voice over here. You're listening to me. We're having a conversation. I, I ain't no Tucker Carlson, at least certainly in terms of, of impact and, <laughs> and income, but we're talking about what we have that Tucker never had was the truth and, and, and an effort to continue the truth and not an effort to even, not to even sort of slide around the truth or sort of reformulate it to kind of continue uh, his particular uh, agenda to keep people on his side. He, no. We are Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. Hope dictates the need for truth. You don't have hope based on lies. I can tell you that, folks. And I hope you've learned this in your own life. You can't be hopeful and begin with the assumption, now, I will lie to you, and ultimately we will both create and sustain hope by lying to you. Because, well, I'll tell you what you want to hear, and you'll, you'll be hopeful in your in, wallowing in the lies I'm going to feed you. This, this, by the way, would be the most benign explanation for Tucker and his ilk. I just like making people happy. I like giving them hope. No, no, we're, we're way the hell past that. We are going to learn a great deal more. And we are going to have to make a lot of repairs in this country and in our form of government to do our damnedest to avoid having this whole experience the Donald plus experience actually you can go back you can go back to the to the 20 to 2000 election and the whole uh, hanging chads you you could start there and work your way forward to where we are and it goes back further to figure out how the Republican Party was hijacked by extremism but we, we're going to have to do a lot of work to get past this, to bring a Republican Party back into power. Yeah, bring the Republican Party back to power in a form that is complementary to the Constitution and its role within a two-party system as we're set up right now. It is not there right now. There is a lot of examination that's going to have to take place, a lot of facts that are going to have to be heard and will be heard by people who otherwise have been denied access, who have been getting siloed information for a very long time now. 
That will change as the Donald trials become normal. Now, they may become like moon landings after a while, okay? Where, okay, I've seen that one already. It pretty much repeats itself. The, the rocket goes off, it goes to the moon, they bounce around, they, they drive around in a little buggy, they come home with rocks. It could get to that, but I don't think so. It ain't gonna be easy. There's gonna be a lot of, a lot of very disillusioned, angry, sad people who will accuse, no, they're lying. I'm, I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. How could they say that about him in court? How could they, and, and, and how could the judge not kick out that statement about what Don, that's a lie, he could have never done. And then you hear it again and again, and the same rationale, the same mechanism, the same big lie uh, version of the Goebbels big lie with Hitler, where you repeat the same lie over and over again and eventually it sinks in, the truth will be repeated over and over and over and over again in public forums and that it is my fondest hope. This is, this is where the hope of this show really lies. The, 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 the honesty, the truth of what Donald and his ilk have done, have been attempting to do in this country. To basically de, just to, to castrate the damned constitution. To emasculate our laws and our norms and everything else in favor of having essentially Donald as the cult leader of the country. The ridiculousness of that actually being a governance model, the, the, the sheer hubris and lack of, of accountability, the, 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 the social messiness, the, 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 the psychological and intellectual bankruptcy of the people that would even imagine this to be possible, that has to come out. That has to get out there. And I believe it will, for not just me having something to talk about, for the good of this country, so that we don't have to wallow and talk about it day by day. Yeah, I should be, this show should be, at least in its present format, this should be made obsolete. And I wouldn't mind that if we were able to get back to the point where we have some equilibrium once again in our governmental structure. The three branches are working roughly the way they're supposed to. People are understanding mostly what is true, not just a, a fantasy, not just an insanity. Guns begin to drop off the street. We begin, we remove the, 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 the big automatic weapons. We have absolutely mandatory uh, background checks. Re backwards, we, everyone gets a new background check. Everyone who has a gun, there are absolute limitations. There is no more open carry, no more of this crap. We basically outlaw probably 100 million of the 300 million guns almost immediately. The gun companies basically have to, like the tobacco companies, begin having to take on liability for what their product is. For why? Because they've been advertised as necessary. And they've been advertised as pleasurable as protection, that they have never given the warnings that were supposed to be there. There's a case, you don't hear about this much, there's a case that's still winding its way through the courts that will ultimately bring Remington to bear on this. Wait, hang on, it, I'm, getting, I'm, gonna get off, I'm getting off the topic of this show. We need to have, in essence, a truth and reconciliation uh, conference, a a la, a la South Africa, a la what Desmond Tutu was doing in South Africa. We, we've, got to get, we've got to go to that level, to that, I don't want to call it that, that extreme, we have to go, we have to take that level of responsibility to put this country back on some equal footing. And I hope and I believe that we can and we will. And as I say, you know, if it made, if it made the, the type of show I'm doing somewhat irrelevant, I would go for almost all jazz. <laughs> that, that would be fun. And have, great, and have great guests and a lot of stories and really easy stuff and a, and a feel-good type of a format. Frankly, I think shows like this make me feel pretty good because I, I, it, they give me hope. 
I believe that we can do what we need to do to move forward. All you got to do is uh, fire Tucker, and we have a, and we have a good day. <laughs> it's just that we don't really fully understand why yet. But we will. Oh, I am sure that we will. A little jazz. This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to center-left radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming, and we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can on a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make center-left radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. No, we don't know exactly why Tucker was fired, but I think it's safe to say that it has something to do with Fox resuming the same position as the New York Post, distancing themselves from Donald as part of a larger picture that recognizes there are so many more shoes to drop and Fox will be part of so many. For whatever reason, the Murdochs dropped a huge shoe on April 25th.